Welcome back to Music Sounds Better with Two. I'm Julie. And I'm Nat. And we're very excited uh, to be recording live. Yeah. Are we breaking some laws doing this together? Nah, nah you're only people in your house now. Yeah. So Natalie's in my house yeah. and we're recording we're together, together and it's really beautiful. We've been sitting watching um, tie-dye t-shirt videos. <laughs> This morning and discovering, <laughs> not really discovering quite a lot about ourselves and each other because it's more or less confirming what we yeah. already knew, which is that I like precision and somebody spending um, 12 minutes at least on each crease of the t-shirt. <laughs> um, Natalie got, actually was quite taken aback by how upset you got about that. Oh God. You hated I, that? Because you know what? I'm like, tie-dye is supposed to be chaotic AF. It's tie-dye. Mm-hmm. It's usually done by people that are high and like the, Grateful Dead. The, why are you taking so much time? Doing. Yeah, why are you taking so much time? It's all about the happy accidents that can come out of it. Like, oh, that ended up really good or that ended up really horrible. Like, My heart rate is you know, increasing with every word that you're saying. Don't even read the instructions, just go for it, oh, just do it. Natalie. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I don't really read instructions when I build furniture, but somehow I, I like order in my life. Like, there was people doing crazy. Name some of the things no. that people were doing with the tie dye. Come on, there was some ridiculous things on there. They made a pizza ridiculous. design out of tie dye. They made a watermelon design. They made a peacock feather design. They're so clever. My favourite one was the geode one. No, um, the which... geode was ridiculous. <laughs> the geode was Natalie's trigger. I think I should let her talk Not, about it. Right. The design. So geode's obviously beautiful, right? Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. The woman, the design ended up gorgeous, don't get me wrong, right? Yeah. But she ended up creating this, like, it was like a wee caterpillar baby. Yeah. And she ended up having to insulate it in foam and put loads yeah. of ice, just the right amount of ice on top of it, like giving it a wee ice bath. Yeah. And then when that all melted, she had to put like a different powder over it. Mm-hmm. And then like another powder again. Mm-hmm. And there was just so much There was a lot of steps. And it was like, she was like, oh, it's colours I don't normally use. And it was just, it all looked brown, like at the time. <laughs> so after my um, trip down OCD lane, uh, Natalie then um, showed me her version of tie-dyeing, <laughs> um, which was essentially a girl <laughs> in our back garden, surrounded by um, dog poo. Basically, putting a tarp down, spraying a load of paint on a doobie, nice. hanging it on the line, and our husband standing there going, that's the worst tie dye yeah. I've ever seen. Because it turned out she didn't even check if the doobie was like a dyeable material, and it wasn't. No. <laughs> that's Natalie's version <laughs> of tie dyeing. Um, yeah, and mine is beautiful precision. Even though I've never tie-dyed in my life, but if I'm watching... that be a YouTube live for oh, sure in no. the future. If I'm watching someone tie-dye, I want to watch them get out. Literally, there was one, the guy that did the peacock one got a ruler out and drew an outline. I, I lost my mind at that point. Natalie was getting increasingly more upset with every second that was passing. And I was being, my soul was being pacified oh. and Natalie was beginning to claw parts of her own body off. So it was quite the revelation. I know, I know. And then we watched some high school musical clips and that, that made us both very happy. Yeah, and we decided we're going to need to do a whole future episode on it. Yeah, I sang the Gabriella part, even though I've got no access to the roof that Gabriella has. And that we sang. What about us? Yeah, she did that <laughs> bit. It was beautiful. It was very bonding. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us on our <laughs> descent into chaos this week. And we are going to be... <laughs> How do we even introduce this idiocy? Right, do you, ever get, do you ever get that moment, right, where you're like, 
you're listening to a song but it's in a car or on a journey or something right and it's a song that you've never listened to really in your life and but you're forced you know, to listen to every lyric yeah, all of a sudden and you suddenly become aware of like wait what what are they talking about what just happened there yeah Is somebody talking about a insert random word here yeah <laughs> and we're not talking about this is quite a niche one because we're not necessarily talking about um funny lyrics on purpose no but lyrics that are sung with such sincerity but that also make no logical yeah. sense like it's it, what we were looking for when we went on our um research journey last night <laughs> we we looked for some articles that had funny or weird lyrics in yeah. them, but we were getting very generic ones that weren't satisfying no, that deep mm. surrealist need in us for craziness. Yeah, like they, they were just all kind of like, it's what people thought were weird lyrics, but they, to, to us they weren't weird at all, like we need no. to go next level. Yeah, next level. Some of them were quite good and we did, we did get some suggestions Aye, we that we hadn't considered yeah. and we were very pleased with them and they took <laughs> us down a nice little rabbit hole. So yeah. I guess nonsense song lyrics is going to be the title of yeah, this episode. So. Yeah, Okay. But all of this kind of came about um, through Miss Carly Simon, so... Yeah. Okay. What, what have you got to tell us about Carly? So, listen, right... Carly, I don't have much uh, of a relationship with Carly Simon. However, I was obsessed with Bond songs. Mm-hmm. Well, you like, you've got more time for Bond than I do. I do. I think it's because it was it was in my childhood. It was always on. Like it was it was one of those like family movies you'd like sit down and watch. Yeah. So like the sort of um super bad elements from Bond, like the whole hyper masculinity, like just mm-hmm. the horrible to- toxicity of it all, kind of like went over my head a little bit because it's yeah. been in my life you for just so wanted long. the fun guys yeah and... i was like oh yeah i just wanted the silliness so um uh she did a bond song uh nobody does it better so she did and which it's good. a great song yeah it's a brilliant song. um so i knew i knew her from there but then so my dad when we are like on car journeys or whatever we only ever listen to radio 2 his yeah jersey, standard radio 2 his jersey boy cd or if we're going <laughs> yeah or if we're going somewhere where like for whatever reason, the Radio 2 reception is, like, crap. You'll put on, like, um, Smooth Radio. Smooth. So Smooth yes. is also... It's smooth. Smooth is a cousin of Radio 2. It's, it is. Smooth know, is the staple of, of every car journey right. I take with my stepdad. Totally. Yep. It's people over a certain age, they love it, right? Because yeah. it's, it's smooth. It's Peter will be delighted you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it says. It's smooth. It's, it's, it's relaxing. There's nothing crazy ever on it, right? No. You know, it's all nice and sedentary. So, um... Uh, that they play this Carly Simon song on it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the second verse is just some totally wild lyrics that uh, out, out kind of out of nowhere, kind of out of nowhere. And it was like it, it kind of lulled me into a sense of like false security because I was like, oh, this is quite a nice wee song. And the second verse, I was like, what? What's she talking what's about? She talking? And what was she talking about? Natalie? So should we have a wee clip? We should have a wee clip, right? Um, apparently this song was written for a film that I've never seen, right? Which I didn't know. I only found this out last night. Mm-hmm. It's from the movie Heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> that was not what I expected you to say. I thought it was good because you told me it was a romantic. Did you not tell me it was a romantic comedy with? Well, I don't know if it's Jack a romantic Nicholson comedy. Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep. It's Jack Nicholson and Meryl, Meryl Streep, right? And I think it's about a kind of. Sort of it sounds like it's about my daily existence of every meal I ever meet. I have <laughs> to have a packet of Rennies on standby at all times. So this is why it caught me off guard because, like, obviously in the first verse, she kind of talks about um, a kind of a, rela- a relationship breakdown from a very long marriage, mm. as if, like, you know, 
the relationships changed over time, the love is kind of gone, right? Yeah. So that's what I thought the whole song would be about. And then the second verse just hits, and I'm like, what? Should we see what um, she says? Yeah, let's see what she says, because uh, let's see if you were surprised too. Second verse, let's go. She's wanting to fix the toaster. She's trying to fix toasters. Mm-hmm. Um, She's way down to Dixon's. Does Dixon's I, even exist? Do I now sound 105 years old? What have we got now? What have we Is got instead? Curry's PC World. She's suddenly a way down to Curry's. I think Curry's PC World's also just been bought over by something else. Wow. So I feel like everything's gone. Everything yeah, we know is nothing, gone. Yeah. <laughs> nothing exists anymore. Um. So yeah. I was just like, toasters? Like, what is she actually talking about? Mm-hmm. So then on this website, it's saying um, that perhaps she's uh, cynically addressing the monotony of being like a housewife, yeah. right? But like, how is how is a normal job for a housewife to fix a toaster? You would never fix a <laughs> you toaster. You just get a new one? You literally just get a new there, There's no way of fixing a toaster Aye. once it's gone. Everybody knows that. The no one, is, no one has out. ever, yeah, no one has <gasps> ever fixed are you having a, a moment? That's a metaphor. Tell me, what's your, what's your metaphor, girl? The element the toaster's burnt out, just like the marriage. Right. I think I finally got the song. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> we've got there through the magic of podcasting. We managed because to get you there. Because you talking pleased. about getting a new toaster. Yeah, because it so never she's decided happens. she wants to fix this toaster, i.e. she wants to try and maintain the marriage instead of getting a new man, getting a new toaster. I just got um, a washing machine fixed. I was prepared for it to be quite a big job. Um, it turns out the the gentleman that came over to to fix it uh, merely opened up the back and pulled out about six <laughs> black color catchers. So I won't be using them any longer. No, you won't. But fix the washing machine. It's never fix the washing machine. Yeah, it doesn't scan with the rest yeah. of the the lyrics. So I yeah, that's she, fair enough. And she goes on to talk about like kind of like burning souffles as well. Like what what kind of right. what, what kind of average housewife is burning a souffle? Making a souffle? No, not unless you're a housewife in seventy seven. Uh, well, outside where, where, where the, outside of that specific year, eighty six. Eighty six. So we still doing souffles in eighty six. Apparently so, if you're in the movie Heartburn and you're Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need to see this film? Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. So, so this single, so she released this single, right? Was it a B-side with something about So this was the A-side? This was the A-side. The B-side is her rendition. The B-side was just a song about broken appliances. <laughs> just living a life of sheer and utter chaos and totally. debauchery. It's like home improvements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drilling in the background. <laughs> <laughs> a car drove up my street there at a very appropriate moment when Natalie was talking about drilling so we've got a nice um, sound effect that we, we didn't we plan fo- on we Foley artists um, <laughs> don't need Foley artists here um, I so the B-side with her rendition of the nursery rhyme Pitsy Bitsy Spider no it wasn't don't be ridiculous <laughs> to be used in the movie what what is this movie Itsy Bitsy <laughs> I'm immediately um, oh very pleased that we've chosen this as a podcast topic. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was really all I wanted to say about that. Like, I guess... You've given it, me more than I could it, ever it, have it, asked um, for. At the time when I was listening to it in the car, I was like, I mean, this is just all of the... All of the nonsense. But, but now that we've dissected it, the toaster is an analogy for the marriage itself. It is. 
I'm pleased. I mean, we wouldn't have expected any less from Carly because no, she's, she's a very just, deep I, woman in many yeah. ways. So following on from toasters, Na- yeah, following <laughs> <on from> toasters, <laughs> toasters and Natalie's beautiful analogy about marriages, <laughs> I decided to literally just type into Google. Um, I can't, well, I had a few iterations yeah. of what I typed into Google to find what I was looking for. But I did find an article by Daily Edge because we like to reuse other people's articles and yeah. opinions. Why do they work for yourself when someone else has already done it for you? Just copy-paste. Yeah, because we, we need some kind of scaffolding for the mm-hmm. craziness that we talk totally. about on a daily basis. So Daily Edge, 22nd of May, 2017. 18 of the most ridiculous song lyrics of all time. Now, some of these aren't that ridiculous. Nah. As we say, We vetoed them. Yeah, we? like, I mean, you've got so you, number one straight off the bat. Eminem, love the way you lie. Now, this is a lyric that <laughs> always kind of does give me a little chuckle. Now you get to watch her leave out the window. Guess that's why they call it, it window pain. And I think tonally, because that's such a sad, dark, uh-huh. like it, it, that song really puts me on edge. Actually, every time I listen to it, well, it's been, it's but, been, and and then he's yeah. got this wee pun in the middle. What's well, the pun? Call it window pain. Yeah. It's just so the tone's crazy, but I think I think that's quite a true reflection of how you feel at times like that because you're like, huh, God, like I'm actually so heartbroken and like depressed right now. That I'm gonna I've make a really inappropriate joke. Yeah, I actually, no, you are right. So that, I kind of get that. Holds that. Up. But yeah, yeah, people have been trying to cancel that song lately. Um, and I, I don't agree. With I it. don't think they should. I think it's because um, I think even though there's lots of horrible things that happen, it's but horrible it's things horrible. do happen. Yeah, yeah. So you can't just cancel that from life. And I don't get the feeling it's exploitative. I, I just get no. the feeling that it's capturing what it's like to be yeah, in that relationship. a toxic kind of relationship. So that's totally. fair enough. I'm a fan of Eminem anyway. I like him. Me too. Um. Okay. And then you've got other things like Robin Thicke, Blurred mm. Lines. And that's not ridiculous lyrics. That's just a song that should never have been recorded. Why are they not cancelling that one? Leave them in it. Well, they kind of did. The QMU bandit, mind when we were at uni. That's right. Good. Good for Um, the QMU. Shout out to them. The lyric they've highlighted is what rhymes with hug me. Moving on, I'm not interested in him. Um, Where are we? Yeah, so you've got kind of like generic ones like that that aren't really that ridiculous. They weren't given as what we wanted. Until we came across um, Mr. Mars, Mr. Bruno Mars' grenade. (laughs) Now, this is quite good. Bruno, he's singing about catching a grenade, which raised the question, um, Natalie, what was it you asked me? Is the pen in or out? Is it in or out? Because that's an intrinsic part of, you know, I'd willingly catch a grenade. I'd willingly catch a grenade for you. He's not then saying, you know, whether it's going to cause him any threat. Because the pen's in it, I'll catch it for you. Mm -hmm. Easy. Mm -hmm. If the pen's out of it, I'm out. That's an issue. Yeah, you're not willing to go that extra mile. That's fair enough. Is that mean? Now, it's not this part that this article picked up on. No, it's it's another little part. A better part, actually, that I've never noticed before. Let's roll the second clip, shall we? Should have known you was trouble from the first kiss. Had your eyes wide open. Why were they open? (laughs) No. This sparked a little conversation between the two of us. Yeah. So we were talking about. Um, I asked Natalie if she'd ever kissed a, a gentleman or a lady, and um, whether their their she'd noticed that their eyes had been open. <laughs> so, and she gave me a nice little story so, about how to check these things without. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I will throw in here. I have kissed someone. 
it was a long, 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 long time ago, but I do have a visceral memory of um, realizing at whatever point that their eyes were wide open the whole way through the kiss. But I feel like, have they made a conscious decision? Like, well, society tells me I need to always have my eyes closed when I have have a kiss with someone. I'm going to go completely opposite route, which I do respect because they were going against the grain, but also you never want to be in that close proximity to somebody's face. Um, The eyes wide open? Yeah, it is quite psychotic, I must admit. Yeah, so my my thing is that I think if somebody kisses with their eyes open, they're a psycho, they're an absolute psycho, because I'm like, there's just it's a it's a kind of unwritten rule for a reason that your eyes should be closed during kissing like because it looks weird it looks weird with your eyes open and like (laughs) also like surely you should be concentrating on like the sensations like you know Mm -hmm. the tactileness of it right Mm -hmm. which you can't do if all your other senses are open right (laughs) so like literally right i kind of check while i'm kissing someone if they're a psycho because i want to know if their eyes are open (laughs) yeah and tell me what you do so what i do is like while it's happening i kind of crack one of my eyes a wee bit open so it's just like a wee sliver in my eye so i can just check what they're doing and if i can see that their eyelashes are fluttering and their eyes are closed i'm like it's all good they're a good one they're a good one it's fine we can can keep kissing now yeah whereas if i look up and i see pupils i'm like "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh so i can see what bruno's saying do you know what i mean yeah it it was a good point but it's just it is one of those (laughs) I think, like, he's quite in- interrogatory. Why were they open? Why were they open? And just was leave it, was that the kiss question not good enough for you? Here. Did you not get enough into it? Was I not good enough? Yeah, I, I feel like he's ready to take her to court. I think he is. Why were they open? And I, I did quite enjoy that when we went back and revisited that bit in that I really song. enjoyed that. Yeah, because it's almost it. as if he's saying, like, well, kisses that are, like, meant your eyes should always be closed. He's always like, closed. He's like, so this is obviously like a, a fake kiss. Like you're not even into this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why were they open? <laughs> <laughs> so we went a little further down this ridiculous list. Oh, geez. Now, somebody, I mean, do we even talk about this? Natalie? Yes, that's the answer. Yes, we talk about everything on this. Nothing is off the table. It's not off the table, but I'm worried about where this is going to take us. Oh, let's let's be as kind of brief as we can. So Drake had Drake's, you know, I I, I would I imagine my eyes on you. He's kind of the king of lyrics that are bordering on silly all times. Hotline bling. Yeah, what does that mean? Like and then what was that thing you told me about? Something slide? Tussy slide? Yeah, what's right that about? Up, left foot slide. Mm-hmm. Well, see, people made a TikTok dance to that, right? Where it's like they literally put the right foot up and then they slide to the left, kind of yeah. like a cha-cha slide, right? But yeah. he's talking about moonwalking. Right, but he's, he's just giving it a moonwalk. different name. Right, well, uh, that's fair Tussy sliding, apparently, now. So number 11 on this list, Drake featuring somebody called Big Sean... Oh God. Called all, called all me. <clears throat> Lyrics being, I'm the <laughs> Natalie. I think I might need need to get you to read this because I don't think I can read that. Out. <laughs> oh God, it's here too we go. Rude. I'm gonna get, get I'm gonna get really close to the mic. Okay. I'm the type to have a bulletproof condom and still got a pull out. That's just me, and I ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. Big Sean, people. Big Sean. Uh, I mean. Right. I don't really have anything to say. I mean, I what, what I have to say is the slight silver lining to this is that they are being safe and responsible, right? There's mm-hmm. no there's no unwanted 
pregnancies or any other issues no, happening here. that's good. Right, so that's a good thing. Minus point, he's trying to say that he's so virile that for, that somehow this prophylactic is not going to work and he's still going to get this enough. person pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's is so just... egotistical and like so... There's like, a lot oh, in that. There's a lot going on. Yeah. But we felt we couldn't move on without saying it. But we did... Um... See, mm-hmm. did did Big Sean not make a reappearance in another list that we looked at? I went. I then went on. I'm a looking list. at my notes. I I, I then went on an article, mm-hmm. and he's spoken about condoms specifically again, like nineteen times. Wow. Oh and yes. Songs. There's like nineteen different and what times. And what did that lead to? Do you well, oh, it led. It led to the what the Asher Roth song. Well, no, but did it not lead to like a reduction in teenage pregnancies? Oh, that's right. That, that, that's right. That that's right. The article were trying to kind of say that that US teenage pregnancies were down nineteen percent, mm-hmm. and they were like, it could be because Big Sean mentioned about- condoms nineteen times. Oh wait, is this some weird conspiracy theory about <gasps> how the numbers relate? Oh my god, it's like one percent each time. Yeah, one percent down each song. Yeah. That's crazy. Good work, Big Sean. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Good for you. So I then enjoyed reading the comments on the Daily Edge article. First comment down gave us a laugh. Um, Firstly, for the suggestion that the person had come up with. Um, This is quite a famous nonsense lyric. I'm serious as cancer when I say rhythm is a dancer. I mean, yeah. Cancer is pretty serious. It's impacted both of our lives quite significantly. Quite significantly. (laughs) Also, do you know what else is serious? Dancing. Dancing, yeah. (laughs) And rhythm. Yeah, but what we really liked was the name of the person that wrote the comment. He's called Joe Soap. (laughs) We we actually did mean to put this in the introduction this week, but we feel like it fits much better. It's it's got context now. now. Uh, Natalie's been oh. uh, communing with her family and she's, she's got quite a good story for you. So obviously like because of COVID and all that right I've not really been able to see like lots of my extended family and like my dad's got a huge family he's like one of, one of six kids and like um, we all were out the back lately having tea and like because I'm from such a small town like everybody knows everyone else and like especially my aunt Eleanor because she's like such a busybody like, not in a bad way but she's just quite a nosy person and um in like the most beautiful way um she like loves to say like oh like remember them like blah 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 just reminiscing about old times do you know what I mean like oh remember them and obviously because they're from an older generation there's some maybe quite questionable nicknames that they've given people there is (laughs) and Joe Soap reminded us of Joe Soap reminded me of that because uh Whenever they get in conversation, it's like, aye, I, I, so let mind we genie, aye, I, no, I, she was married to Joe the Pole, mind, mind, <laughs> and I'm like, no, like they literally can't be referring to a Polish person and they've called him Joe the Pole. Yeah, that's so bad. Joe Soap, Joe Soap, and then my dad loves just the phrase Joe Soap because he uses that as like, wait, it's a phrase. Aye, is it no kind of like a sort of John Doe situation? Oh, I thought Joe Soap was his name. Who? The, the guy that wrote the comment on the article. Is that not like his internet name? Well, yeah, his name, name or his internet name, but is the, is the phrase Joe Soap a thing? Uh, it's kind of like Joe Bloggs. Like, oh, to, to, right. like, like to refer to like the everyman. Oh, because, oh, that makes way more sense. Uh, 
because, so then linked to Joe the Pole because like whenever my dad's going off on a pure, going on go off, going off on a pure tangent, right? Like when he's like, I will guess who's left to date. Like let's say I've left the pile of dishes, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, guess who's left to date? Joe Soap. Joe Soap referring to himself. Right. Oh, that makes way more sense. I thought <laughs> he just picked that word at random. No, well, I think it's quite an old-fashioned word, though. I don't think people use it anymore. If people still people are still using Joe Soap, tell me. But I don't think they are. Well, Joe Soap from the Daily soap. Edge four He's years ago it. was using it. It was four years ago. How though. old is he, though? Is he like a 70 year old man? Is it actually my dad? I don't know, but he's made his own logo that says Joe Soap on it. Oh, Joe Soap the car wash? Oh, is he a, a car wash business? I can't believe we're doing a deep dive of comments on an article from four years ago. I Actually, no, way longer than that. 2017. Where are we now? What year are we even in? Oh, that's four years, isn't it? Aye. I don't know. I'm, I'd mind, not good at But, math. like, mind when I tried to find that one guy that found stairs? Like, this is just that again. We, yeah. we go on deep dives all the time. It's stairs time. being the steps, steps the, the, well, the very specific Glasgow steps, steps tribute uh, band, which they could have just called steps with two P's. That would have been a better name. It would have been way more economic. Aye. So another thing that we, we thought we would talk about was, this is a personal pet peeve of mine, guys. Oh, God. It's songs that list things. <laughs> What do I mean by that? Well, you mean like there's certain some, pop cultural elements are just listed down? Yeah, there's some tangible examples I can use of this. So this is specifically listing things that only mean something at the time. So the first example, there's two examples that both come from Lou Perlman's yeah, warped I f- mind. I feel bad about supporting these now because I genuinely do. I'm not supporting either of I'm them. I'm not supporting... You're partially supporting the first one by LFO. Who what? remembers the band LFO? Chinese folk Anybody? Like, I... Do you know something though, right? I'm not defending Lou Perlman. I'm not defending the horrible things that these bands probably went through. No. But I'm, I'm I'm on the opposite for you. I quite like when they list pop culture things. It really irritates me. Sorry. I, I feel like it's a very hollow attempt to grab the zeitgeist of a moment in time. It is, but I feel like that's But like you're anything. into that. I you're like, I, you're I completely like, hollow. I feel like that's cut like, you open, there's nothing. I, I, I feel like that's like anything. It's like anything that's got any cultural significance is only significant for like that one for second. five minutes and i think yeah. they're trying to show that and like this is such a throwaway pop hit that we're gonna yeah. do something that doesn't even make sense in like a month no <laughs> <laughs> which i kind of like that so let's have a blast Aye. of lfo summer girls and see who remembers this pop hit from 99 I We'll never know because YouTube isn't telling us. Let's hear the clip anyway. Uh. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I have one wish. Well, she's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Hip-hop mama named Spick and Span. Met you one summer and it all began. Best girl that I ever did see, the great Larry Bird jersey 33. When you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Call me Willie Whistle because I can't speak, baby. Something in your eyes went and drove me crazy. Now I can't forget. Enough of that. <laughs> did he just rhyme 
hornet we saw it sonnet yeah sonnet and that's why i love it yeah i got anyone see anyone that does that i can't hate it i can't hate it and i can't hate you also billy shakespeare imagine being so imagine being so familiar with the bard that you're calling him billy yeah there's something way overly familiar with yeah. that and i'm not even the biggest shake well i'm not a shakespeare fan at all really and nah. to be honest he's got he's but... got his greatest hits he's got a yeah. few bangers but i'm not a big fan of the whole no but he that young gentleman from lfo was so comfortable mm-hmm. with um with william that he yeah Aye, he's called Billy. Yeah, so yeah, so Abercrombie. There's a lot going on on here. There's a lot of references going on. Who we now know are a terrible company. You know, know, like you need to wear like low slung belts and all that, and you need to wear this and wear that. Yeah. Oh God. So another song (sighs) that. Well, see, I can let LFO LFO off the hook slightly because they're naming kind of inanimate objects and like football players or whatever that was. And ter- terrible retail companies. Yeah. Now, I, th- I think it's I think that is kind of innocent surface level. It's like, innocent like, surface like, like, level you know I mean? compared to the next song, which we've already mentioned. We yeah. briefly mentioned this song no, and you, this band. You literally horrified me Hellman with this. I didn't even episode. know about this. I didn't know about this until you. Old Town. Yeah. Liquid dreams. I mean, need we say any Even more? Hard. Yeah. Even now they're they're not listing you. inanimate objects no. or terrible exploitative retail companies. They're listing actual women who were popular not, at the time. Not whole. Not not the whole women. Not though. the whole women. Parts of them. They're making. They're putting together some kind of dream woman. Yeah, Frankenstein's monster woman from different elements of women that that were very popular at the time. Let's see what they've got to say, Natalie. Do you know some right. more erotic was more the word erotic. that you picked up on? Yeah, because they actually made it up for this song. Yeah. So it obviously just means that, like, you know, the the thing that turns them on is, like, constantly <sighs> morphing and changing. Oh. You know, morphing different bits of women together. The ultimate fantasy. The ultimate male fantasy. Mm. And, like, yeah, like, the part that really got me is, like, oh, well, you know, because she's a beauty queen, but she's also a dominatrix, and she's also this. It's, like... Oh, God, that, it's, it's that, that actually like... what the patriarchal mm-hmm. regime does, yeah. but made into a fun pop song. Totally. Yeah. How dark is that? It's so dark. But then, also, like, you need to be careful, because it's, like... Uh... It's like we're not. It's like, it's like we're not trying to say that, like you know, having any form of sexuality or like getting turned on is wrong. Like, of course it's not. But like, it's just maybe try and do it in a non-exploitative way where we're not cutting up women's bodies. <laughs> but it's like I think the thing that even offended me back then oh. was like they were talking about, you know. So for Jennifer, I think they were referring to Jennifer Lopez, Lopez and, yeah. and her body at the time was was very sought after um i must admit even by myself i i i actually had 
quite an obsession with genital totally, lopez i remember made manhattan classic looking not well it was more of a pop career i didn't have any interest in her movies but i, I, d- both. I did remember seeing her in music videos and and looking at her, her figure Loved and looking at how thing. pretty she was mm-hmm. and and being quite kind of taken with her totally. so you know she had a kind of bigger bottom and that was kind of the start of what eventually turned into say, like, what happened with kim kardashian yeah. and all of that was really the origins of that but because J-Lo, women up until then had been quite it was like thin and it, yeah. it became like a weird fetish to have a, a big bottom like that yeah. started to become a thing so they've, they've, they've talked about jennifer's whole body but yeah. they only want janet jackson's smile yeah it's like they're saying janet your smile's beautiful the rest of you ooh. yeah we just want to take the good bits and leave we'll the take bad. your smile but we'll have jennifer's body jennifer your smile's ugly, but your body, like, it's so <laughs> awful. I would venture no. to say that Liquid Dreams was the start of pitting women against each other. I, I mean, would go so no. far. I, I think it started way earlier I mean, it's than that. It probably started way earlier. It I probably think, started when humanity started. Yeah, but-, but like, you know, it's been going for a long time, like, especially like, like movies where there's always like the sort of best friend like love interest who's like non-threatening and then there's like this hyper feminine like beautiful woman who's always made out to be like the the the, the bad girl that you don't want the main male character to get with for some reason mm-hmm. that was pitting women against women for always yeah. as if like well i'm a more natural and like um kind of like accessible accessible woman you should not be like getting with that woman that's like no. a beauty queen why because you know weird. studious academic well-behaved women can can never be yeah. you know it's like what's that john hughes film which the mechanic women you know what i'm talking about it's no. like the but it's like the guy and then there's like a mechanic woman and a beauty queen woman and they're literally both fighting over him i don't remember that movie what is it called i'm looking it up but obviously move on while i'm getting the name of this film but so while Na- natalie does say... research actually while natalie does her, her research on this terrible sounding john hughes film uh-huh. um we can have a kind of uh bit of light light relief i probably shouldn't be saying the term light relief after a song called liquid dreams <laughs> but there we are i've done it uh, and uh one of the most famous examples of nonsense lyrics that kept coming up was uh Des- a song by desiree nearly called life we're kind of back to the um sort of link to the carly simon song slightly here Yes, with, I mean this is those. truly nonsense lyrics. Yeah. They're not politically offensive. No. Um, they're not talking about teen pregnancies. They're just they're just silly and daft. Oh, Natalie's she's reached the end yeah. of her research. Tell me, it's what's the name of the John Hughes film? Some kind of wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plot line is that it's f- film set against the strict social hierarchy of an American public high school in suburban LA. Blue collar mm. mechanic and an aspiring artist. Keith Nelson, Eric Stoltz, and his tomboyish friend, Watts, played by Mary Stuart Matterson, right. who has been subjected to rumours that she's a lesbian, aspire to improve their social standing. Keith is an aspiring artist, but his blue-collar father is obsessed with sending him to college, as he would be the first in her family to go. He finds himself enamoured with Amanda Jones, Leah Thompson, the most popular and attractive girl in school. Right. So she's dating this really like um, popular guy as well. Understood. Um, so yeah, the tomboy girl is like totally in love with him and so is leah thompson and they're kind of pitted against each other it's as if like leah thompson because she's like 
you know the symbol of like hyper femininity is yeah. somehow like demonized somehow uh, john hughes yeah can't get enough of that john hughes do better yeah john hughes do better and also desiree save us with save this, us from this um yeah. with this little blast of insanity go for it, go for it girl i don't want to see a ghost it's a sight that i fear most i rather have a piece of toast watch the evening news night oh night melodic that song uh, was i really enjoyed adorable. that it's actually a great song like, that was a nice palate cleanser after totally i probably is. shouldn't even be using the term palate cleanser after liquid dreams oh god i, I mean that, what, what conversational direction could you possibly oh, take oh. but thank you desiree for giving that to yeah. us and uh but yeah it's 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 just it's completely beautiful. i totally agree with it because like i would rather have a piece of toast and see a ghost now Desiree, it wasn't the first time she'd come up with a nonsense lyric. No. Uh, we were looking at a Desiree song. We we were kind of reminiscing mm-hmm. about um, teenage love, uh, yeah, and I was like stick out for well, you. I was remembering a Desiree song that I listened to after the dissolution of a relationship I had. I mm-hmm. use the word relationship very loosely because I was about fourteen years old. Yeah. Um, but she had a song out called "You Gotta Be." Mm-hmm. Now we were quite enjoying reminiscing and listening to "You Gotta Be," and we we're like, "Oh, Desiree, whatever happened to you? You were wonderful." Yeah. Um, and we're slap bang in the middle of um, <laughs> "You Gotta Be." Um, she hits out with a lyric. Natalie that I have an issue with (laughs) hit me the best part is danger staring you in the face (laughs) I would argue that's not the best part I feel like I mean I I get it she's telling us to face for fears Uh I feel like you're right but then if you're someone like me who just constantly is unhinged and lives life on the edge you live for danger I live for it the worst part is danger staring me in the face Maybe that's what she meant to say. Yeah. Or maybe she's just like me and she just loves danger coming right she at her. She just loves danger coming at her at any Aye. moment. Yeah. Like a mad bullet yeah. train, like no stopping. So yeah, Desiree right was quite unpredictable. She had these lovely Someone melodies and there was something quite deep and philosophical about mm-hmm. what she was singing about. But then she would throw in stuff about toast and ghosts and, you know, standing in the middle of the, totally. the M8 with a truck coming towards <laughs> you and being like, this is the best bit, this guys. This is the best bit, guys. Yeah. Something unexpected about it. She doesn't know what's going to happen. Something you know I mean? unexpected about Aye. Desiree. Um, but yeah, Desiree, you have made many lists on nonsense Aye. song lyrics. Well done, and man. we're we're grateful, we're grateful for you in the um, milieu of terrible boy bands. Totally, yeah. Well done. So, songs that list things. We've got a bit more to say. Des- Desiree is giving us a nice innocent a break. break. But we're jumping back in. Yeah. With two other songs from a similar time period yeah. to LFO and O Town, probably. Yeah, the exact same time period, actually. Like late yeah. 90s was when this was rife. We've got Bare Naked Ladies mm-hmm. and the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. So I feel like we were just discussing there, we're like, well, what is kind of the difference between these two examples and like LFO and like O Town, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because I think that these were like meant to be making fun of the whole idea that the pop industry just lists things like meaningless yeah. things 
Yeah. So like, I feel like these are much more genuine articles that don't offend. They don't offend you. Yeah, because somehow, mm-hmm. so the songs that we've chosen are "One Week" by Bare yeah. Naked Ladies, which is Iconic. an amazing song. It's so good. Um, and uh, the Bad Touch by Bloodhound <laughs> Gang, which is slightly more questionable. Um, but, but still also still really fun yeah. um, and, and Natalie was asking me are you bothered are you offended yeah. do you feel uncomfortable when you hear those songs and I was like well not really and I thought well why is that because yeah. you know I mean the it's bad similar stuff, stuff. Like, like like, you could really compare like so the bad touch does have some questionable things in it right and so mm-hmm. there's liquid dreams but liquid dreams makes your skin want to crawl off it does you it's I mean? really gross I mean, actually, the, the gentleman that was interviewed for the Lou Perlman documentary that was in Old Town, mm-hmm. it seemed like quite a sweet guy. Yeah. I think the rotten root of this was Lou Perlman. Perlman. totally. But he had nothing to do with Bare Naked Ladies. He had nothing to do with Bloodhound Gang. Um, and, and they gave us some wonderful nonsense oh, lyrics. so good. Are though. you excited, Natalie? I'm really excited. We're going to have a wee blast of one week. And it is the famous part that everybody remembers. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Chickity China, the Chinese chicken You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking Watching X-Files with no lights on With all our maisons I hope the smoky man's in this one Like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic Like Sting, I'm tantric Like Sting, who's guaranteed to satisfy Like Kurosawa, I make mad films Okay, I don't make films But if I did, they'd have a samurai Gonna get a set of better clubs Gonna find the kind with tiny enough Just so my arms aren't always flying off the backswing Gonna get into my sailor moon Cause the cartoonist got the boom And I made babes to make me think the wrong thing How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad Trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral Can't understand what I mean, you soon will I have a- Will we soon? <laughs> understand what he's saying? Is well, that going to happen? Because we yeah. have tried, we have actually listened to this song on 0.5 Because yeah. we desperately want to know The lead up to the words Flying off the backswing Swing. Yeah, We still haven't got there Nah, I mean I think he's using like metaphor again But it's a convoluted metaphor at Very best. convoluted metaphor I think he means like yeah. he's always in the backswing of the relationship Yeah Because he's like, you know He's maybe too immature to be in the relationship That the woman wants him to be in at the yeah. time You know Yeah. Um, But I mean it's very convoluted And very squinting to see that it's very, yeah, it's you very I mean? convoluted. Also, it has a mention of something that makes me very happy. Yeah. Mentions the X-Files. Yeah, hope the smoking man's in this one. Yeah, we do. Well, we always hoped that yeah. the smoking man would be in any episode. But in addition to this, Bloodhound Gang gave us something very similar. Yeah. Um, a, bit, a bit more racy, though. Not totally. Should we see what yeah. um, Bloodhound, yeah, let's, Bloodhound Gang let, let's got to say? Contrast. Yeah, okay, here we go. Oh, God, they're dressed as... Squirrels of some description. Here we go. love that song they blanked it out they blanked it out because it was too sexy they blanked out um doggy style they blanked out doggy style yeah because that's the whole point you couldn't watch x-files unless it was doggy style because then you'd be seen everyone upside down yeah <laughs> thanks for clarifying natalie <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah 
Just talking about the technicalities of it, you know. What I mean? I've paused that video in a really oh, unfortunate moment that for is the lead singer of yeah. Bloodhound Gang. His tongue's He's... coming right out between the teeth. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but yeah. I was. Obs- this was one of the videos that was on that German music channel between What's My Age Again and All Small Things, and like it was a it was a really great time for me. I I memorized all these lyrics when I was like eight years old, and no one no one told me not. A to. Fantastic. No one told me not yeah. to. <laughs> And did, did you know that he was saying did they blank well i guess they must have blanked out the, no, the, the word blank. before style no it wasn't blank it was german they didn't care no they didn't know <laughs> the europeans are open like that they, yeah. they want to be teaching ah. sex positions to eight-year-olds yeah. apparently they yeah. didn't care yeah, so they it was were all in blank but i was like i wonder what that means that's fair enough yeah <laughs> you still didn't know what it meant but you know, know. you weren't kept from no it. no i was like oh this song's so fun so yeah nonsense nonsense Lyrics. It's just all nonsense. I mean, I just, I do still respect the fact that because X Files was such a cultural phenomenon. It at was. The time. You could not get away from it. I mean, and there was. Up on that. There was actually a country singer who wrote an entire song called "David Jacovny, Why Won't You Love Me." That's amazing. I mean, it wasn't me under a pseudonym. I promise you. But mm, I think it sounds it, suspicious. I think it sounds highly suspicious. Well, I. Oh no, how tell far us, do tell I go us, with tell this? Us, no, no, I get oh, this I, I actually did write to David Jacobini. Oh. I didn't write him a song and record it. Um, <gasps> like Rebecca Black in her own recording studio um, in her early teens. But um, uh, yeah, I wrote him a, a handwritten letter. It's adorable. I got a picture back. It's signed of both of them. I don't know what happened to that signed picture, but I did receive some kind of response. And, I, and I was satisfied yeah. that David knew that I loved him. Yeah, even even if he even never if it was very much yeah. unrequited. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Exactly, but like, I was a child in Scotland, and he was a very popular actor. But you um, got in you, America. You got a response of some time of some kind. You got some closure. You know, like that's adorable. Mm-hmm. I don't think I even requested the signed photograph. I think I literally I think, just wrote uh, declaring my undi- undying love to David. I think his like PAs and stuff david won't sign that send that we lassie i remember dragging my fingernail over the ink to see if there was an indentation to see if it had been physically signed by them or whether it was a photocopy that's adorable was it <laughs> it was an indentation of ink yes <laughs> it was a genuine article that's what i love to see this is revealing a part of myself that's making me feel very uncomfortable. What are you that- talking about? We've been watching Mark Hoppus' Twitch streams posthumously for like a week. <laughs> we have been and we've been loving it. Totally. Natalie, please take over and, and tell us about R.E.M. Oh, right. So, um, R.E.M., obviously they have quite a lot of kind of songs that kind of crazy, like, wait, what? Lyrics in them anyway. Stipe, you can uh, let he's an unhinged kind of character. He's really, he's really eccentric and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just like, there's a couple of examples, especially that stick out in my head. Cause, so as a child, I was a big R.E.M. fan because my big sister was a fan. She was like 14 years older than me. So she was like an OG R.E.M. fan. And uh, R.E.M. are actually a bit of a sore spot for me in general because um, like in 2004, they played Ballet Park, like near where I live. When they used, they used to do regularly big gigs at Ballet Park. It used to yeah. be like a mini, mini Glastonbury for our area. Mm-hmm. And like Oasis played at it and everything. Um, and... They played at it and I, my mum wouldn't let me go um, because I was too wee and all my cousins and all that were like drinking and she was like, there's not going to be nobody to look after you. So um, you can't do that. Um, and I never got to see them because then they like, they like broke up. There's something so... deeply unfair. Right? You know, we've had my nice little story about getting a signed ah. picture back from... 
David's and Jillian. So exactly. And so I, I, I still never seen them. I still never seen them. So yeah, a couple of examples. So one of my favorite songs um, is "Night Swimming." I think that's got some crazy lyrics in it about photos being backwards and reversing and streetlights showing reflections and windshields. And I'm like, yeah. what's even going on? What here? is going on? Uh, it's it's crazy. It's so chaotic. But my favorite favorite of all time, as in one of my favorite REM songs ever. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a, a, it's again, it's a list song thing again. Right. It's like just a list of sort of crazy items. Like, and it's this, like a mixed bag. It's like they put words into a bag, give them a big jump. He's done a word, he's done a boggle. Yeah. Remember the game boggle? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then you stick your hand in the bag, uh-huh. pull pull lyrics uh-huh. out just at it's random. Like put them together. together. Yeah. So I think there was way more songs that were written totally. like that than we know about. Oh, absolutely. Probably that's some of the best ones ever. Yeah. <laughs> It comes from a really deep place, like when I was playing Boggle one night. <laughs> I mean, probably just putting words together. Uh, I so this one Sidewinder sleeps tonight, mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to even figure out what was happening in the song. Like apparently, it's about this guy that lives in a place that's got a payphone in it because he lives in a sort of transient. He lives a sort of transient life where he's like living at a motel. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole song was meant to be about. I did not pick up on that at no. all. Oh, well, well let, I mean, let's let's have a blast. Aye, have we blast? Sleeps tonight, and and then we can we can regroup Aye. and See, and, and also, discuss. Yeah. problem that I run into with any of his songs mm-hmm. is that he has very weird vocal inflections yeah. that actually uh, obscure yeah. the words mm-hmm. further. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Natalie, give us a breakdown because you have looked at the lyrics. Right, and, I, yeah. So, first of all, which I didn't pick up on ever, is that it's, a, it's an ode to the lion sleeps tonight. Yeah. This song, right? Which, well, I, didn't, apparently so. which I didn't get, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you listen to the intro... He starts with which is the same mm-hmm. as Lion Sleeps Tonight. It's just constant stream of cultural references uh-huh. all the way through. Right? So I was like, right, okay, weird. So then the part that really stuck out to me as a child, because I remember sing it, singing in inverted commas this, because obviously I wasn't singing the right lyrics because I didn't know what he was talking no, about. No, no one was. In the chorus, it sounds like he's saying, go and try wake up. Right, tell me if I'm wrong. That's what it sounds like he's saying. Of course it is. That's literally what he is saying. He's speaking in, you know, Afrikaans. Right? That's me. what it sounds like. Yeah. Apparently not. So I could no. go the lyrics. What does it say? Call and try to wake, call me and try to wake her up. That's not what he's saying. He's not giving himself enough time to say all of those lyrics. He's not at all. He's crammed quite a lot into quite a short space of time and it's a problem. He's taking all the consonants out. He's saying what you do when you sing songs. <laughs> or is it bills? Do you remember bills or consonants? Um, when I do my Elton John impression, I take out consonants. the consonants, yes. So, so I think comes a string kinda, of bills. That's kind of what he's done. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But the thing is that we then can't be blamed for mishearing song lyrics no, because you're already deliberately obscuring mm-hmm. the beautiful meaning that you're clearly yeah. putting, you know, the thought that you're putting into those lyrics is Aye. being obscured, Michael. Aye. And he's talking, he's listing things that he's eating and drinking, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Nescafe on ice, a can yeah. of beans, right? Yeah, 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 like yeah. a candy bar. It's all things that are kind of like, so this is the thing that links in to someone that's got a kind of transient lifestyle that's living at a motel. Yeah. They can't, that's quite clever. Yeah, because like, they can't cook anything. So they're just oh. like eating like random stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, okay, but this would have been more significant to me if I could have understood what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the whole point is the song is it's like quite meaningful. Yeah, because like a sidewinder is like a part of a like a telephone or something. And, right. Like, so it's all about because he can't make any phone calls out because he's not getting any money. So he's waiting yeah. for somebody to call him on this payphone. Yeah. All the time. But the sidewinder's asleep. It's asleep tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Only tonight. Only tonight. Spelt in Try again I-T-E. in the morning. Try again later. Yeah. And it's just so strange. Like typical REM and typical Michael Stipe, where it just makes no sense, but it's amazing and beautiful. And I love that it. is amazing and beautiful. I mean, you almost don't need to really know what he's singing about to appreciate an REM no. song, which is just as well because none of us knew. And he does loads of hair, like randomly in the middle of things, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, accents. Or, yeah, can be quite the barrier sometimes. They can be, but I kind of love that. I want it to be inaccessible. I don't want to know what that person's talking about. They can also enhance. How do you feel about Scottish artists singing with their authentic Scottish accent? Do you you find that important? Is that important to you? Yeah, because I think that the Scots language in general is something that should be preserved because otherwise we're just going to lose it yeah i think that people like especially because i might try to get any teaching just now like when i remember when i was in high school like my written work would always get like quite good marks Mm -hmm. um but i would write in a totally different way from how i speak obviously so when i would get up and deliver a talk i would just speak like this and i would like talking like pure i'm putting slang and inverted commas here slang and inverted commas and like it always got kind of yeah, colloquialism and that was always kind of discouraged it was like yeah. well, you should be speaking properly and there's there's and embedded in that is there is something to do with class and class issues. in scotland you come yeah. from that's deeply embedded in that well yeah what i mean I, I like I'm, uh, there's part of me that's trying to stay away from the news at the moment at all costs mm. from up for the sake of my own mental health and, and many other people will be in this same boat as well by the way but occasionally i do enjoy that we have nicola sturgeon telling us that she's as scunnered as the rest of us by lockdown and i do enjoy that i think that's something to be preserved like there's something to be proud of there and like it shouldn't be thankfully now it's less discouraged which is good but i think that singing in your own accent is something very beautiful Mm -hmm. and i appreciate people that do it there is a twin atlantic song that i think takes it a bit too far Mm -hmm. when he Mm -hmm. talks about a generator and it's got like 40 different syllables in it generator yeah Turn me on. Yeah, there's actually wow. there, there's a church's song. Um, oh, I can't oh, yeah. remember which song it is, but there's a really like there's a word that's really um, pronounced. Words that are very Scottish. Scottish yeah. accent in Aye. a song by Churches. It's off their second album, I think, and I cannot remember which one it is. But I, I like it. But yeah. it, like, it really makes mm-hmm. me laugh every time I hear it. I, oh, I think it's amazing because loads, yeah. loads of people from like other countries love people that sing that way, even yeah. though they might they might actually 
struggle to understand what's yeah. being said because that's the whole point it's not meant to be accessible for everyone but people still want to access it which is amazing yeah, yeah. and like as well like it's like when you watch when we watch the Lemmy show yeah. and we just there's something so specific uh-huh. that you feel so represented totally, totally. and um it, it's wonderful it is and, and do you know something it's a real talent because see when you sing it's natural for you to lose your accent completely yeah. so it's actually like a talent to keep your accent while you sing it's hard yeah, yeah. it's really hard uh, this is a really long-winded uh, preamble, preamble for me That's to sure. present to you deacon blue and the yes. song chocolate girl this has been a very long-winded way to get there um, but worth it but non- nonsense lyrics this is enjoyment this is nonsense lyrics it's also nonsense metaphors <laughs> nonsense metaphors came up a few times the metaphors just seem to always fall apart well this falls apart really <laughs> really quickly but it's an amazing song i i adore deacon blue Me too. I think they're great um, let, let's hear what they have to say uh natalie here what we go here? section of every single we need a lyric in this he opens with alan doesn't understand alan doesn't understand who's alan? who's alan where are we're we thrown when in, are we're we? thrown in the midst it's in medias res it's in the middle of the story we're already in the middle of the story it's just the song. thrown in yeah. with no context no i love that yeah. it's like because it's like uh, strap in guys like we're going it right only now. drinks in restaurants where the girls are fully covered alan's cancelled <laughs> i want to say I can tell you right now he's cancelled because because he says something in the next line about because he struggles to like restrain himself or something like right, that. Right, right. As if like he's pure just like constantly turned and like needs immediate attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe it's best that Alan doesn't understand well, you. What will what will happen when Alan meets the chocolate girl? Let's find out. Yeah. He calls her the chocolate girl because he thinks she melts when he touches her. Chocolate girl, he thinks uh, she melts when he touches her. Fair enough. That's chocolate does analogy. indeed melt. The metaphor checks out when you touch it. The yes. minute chocolate is exposed to skin, it immediately melts. Yep, just the same as when you are um, like romantically or like sexually attracted to someone, you can almost feel like you melt when they touch you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so far, this yeah, is working yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. all good. Mm-hmm. Now it's as if they've sat down. They've they've come up with there's some wonderful lyrics in this song but it's right the chocolate girl this whole concept of melting when when he touches her what what else can how can, how can we you, how else can we liken chocolate to women how can we extend the metaphor through she's right, got you. broken up and swallowed which is what you do with chocolate okay and, and wrapped in bits so of silver, silver. <laughs> it's falling apart super fast guys because like not every chocolate bar is wrapped in foil 
Not every woman. No woman is wrapped in foil unless you're at London Fashion Week. But Alan only likes them fully covered. What are they like? Are they like chickens? They're all covered in tin foil, getting ready to be put in the oven. <laughs> Don't know. Alan. What's going on, Alan? I, I love that know. Alan's such a Scottish name as well. Hi, big Alan. Everybody knows an Alan. As we're back to your dad's nonsense stories uh, about... Big Alan, you know what I mean? He liked the last Big Alan's in tinfoil. second wife had a wooden leg or something, uh, you know. Uh, um, yeah, that explosion that happened years ago yeah. in the bottling factory. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's God. really silly. It's so strange. Like, it, But it's one of those kind of story songs that's like so rare yeah, now. Story that's just amazing. So we I need to pass song. this on to Willow because she yeah, enjoys she a good a story, song. Um, story song. She gave us the Mississippi Squirrel vibe. And now she can add Deacon Blue uh-huh. uh, Chocolate Girl totally. um, to her roster. All Deacon Blue songs are like that. They, they, they tell pure yeah, mad stories yeah. about totally weird things. Dignity's lovely it's beautiful though. song. It's amazing. And there's a lot in there about uh, class and uh-huh. uh, yeah, the struggle of the... Scottish people in general, man. yeah, because yeah. the Scottish people in general are all a working class mm-hmm. society in general, or we're based upon it anyway, so yeah. it's interesting. Um, but yeah, so there we go. What a great song! What a great way to end. What a journey we've taken you on. This is going to be a super like a short episode for us. I know we've been very brief. But we I feel have. Like- We've got to the point. Well, after after ignoring people's advice to cut our episode length down Absolutely for um, a season and a half, we've finally. Um, no, we've not taken your advice. We've no. just ploughed on regardless of what we wanted uh, to do. But nonsense care. song lyrics. But you know, we were never going to do a two-hour deep dive on that. No, because we? we need a lot of songs for that. Yeah, which there probably are. Like if you like, if, we'll just cherry pick the best yeah, ones for you. If we've missed any suggestions that you think are like totally amazing, then please uh, email us. You know where to go. Slide into my roast, DMs. Roast Natalie. Roast on me in the comments. She's desperate for please. some roasting action. Yeah. I want to be roasted so bad. Yeah, you want to be roasted like the chicken <laughs> blue song that didn't exist. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Wrap myself in some tinfoil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, so she can be roasted. Wrapped in bits of silver. Guys, we hope that you're transitioning out of lockdown safely yeah, and right. um, happily yeah. and you're adjusting because the adjustment is hard. It's very difficult. Yeah, Take it day at a time, guys. Moment at a time, if you will. Yeah, second by second is how I'm yeah, living my life at the moment. Totally. Um, and we hope Keep whoever listens to this, yeah, is, uh, we've given you a laugh. Yeah. Um, and you can go and seek out some nonsense songs totally. because if, if you're feeling a little bit down like it's a way to really pick yourself up because yeah. you're just like what listen to Desiree singing about uh, ghost and toast. make yourself some toast feed yourself yeah and take watch, care of yourself watch out for the polar guys don't let them get you guys <laughs> um but you know the best part of danger is let just the best let part's that been 18, dangerous I? staring you in the face let that 18 wheeler just steamroller right over the top of you yeah metaphorically mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll, we promise we'll be back on track next week with but something we a bit more substantial. But Natalie doesn't promise that. No. Um, I do. But we, <laughs> we love you very much. And we'll see you soon. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>